but because especially today what today symbolizes uh, that hell wasn't able to hold him the grave had no strength and if you've ever been brought through something <laughs> if you've ever been going through a hell in your life and you was knocked no lower than your knees anybody know what I'm talking about and you really didn't think you was going to be able to come out of that thing and all you had the strength to say was Jesus Anybody know what I'm talking about in here? I, I ain't talking to the folk who ain't never been through nothing, but I'm talking about when you found out that hell was hot and you had pressure on every side and there seemed to be no way out of this thing and all you could say is, Jesus, I dare somebody in here give God a praise because when you said Jesus, the situation began. When you said Jesus, the circumstance began when you said Jesus things begin to turn around is it anybody in the building that's got a he turned it around praise I dare you make some noise in here is it anybody in the building that's got a he turned it around praise I didn't think I was going to come out of it but he, he turned it around <laughs> hallelujah Hallelujah. Folk will throw you away. You hear me? Folk will throw you away. Folk will write you off. You better stay perfect in folks' eyes because they will write you off. They'll, they'll gossip about you. They'll talk about you. They'll post about you. You understand what I'm saying to you? But, I, but God makes you glad that you serve a God that says, I think you're worth saving. While some people are writing you off, while some people are betraying you, while some people are letting you down, I think you're worth saving. Is it anybody in the building that's glad that God don't need to take a vote when it comes to saving you? bless him today we are excited excited to be in the house of the Lord today amen excited about the God that we serve amen we don't serve a God that sleeps nor slumbers we we serve a God that's never taken a loss we we, we, we serve a God that it don't make no never mind what it is that you're going through he's able he's able in fact, on the way up here, we was listening to a song that said, God is able to do just what he said he would do. Anybody know something about that? <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I couldn't do that, but just throw my hands in the air. He said he'll do just what he said he could do. Lord, is anybody that knows he can do just what he said? He He's a risen Savior. Can we, can we just get a piece of that? Can we just get a piece of that? I ain't no singer in here today, but I, I just need that for my spirit. Is that all right, Dad? God is able to do and I want everybody in the building, if you know it, just, just we just want the chorus. Sing it to yourself. Speak it for yourself. Hallelujah. Don't give up on him. Oh, 
I don't care what it is that you're going through. I don't care how hard it's coming up against you. Hallelujah. Just all over the building. Can we just sing that one time? All over the building. I'm sure you know it. Every promise to you. I know the enemy's trying to tell you you might as well throw in the towel. I know deep down on the inside you're tired, but you need to remember that he's able today. Hallelujah. <laughs> One more time. One more time. Then we're gonna get in the word. I just need to hear it for myself. Sometimes you just got to remind yourself that he's able. Hallelujah. Come on. I dare you declare it into the atmosphere. He's gonna fulfill every promise to you. Hallelujah. Don't give up on God. Did you hear that part? Don't give up on him. He won't give up on you. He's what? Hallelujah. Don't give up on God. Come on, come on. For about 20 of you that's going through something in here today. For some of you right now that's ready to give up. You had to crawl in the building today. He's able. Will you just clap your hands if you believe he's able? He's able. He's bigger than the diagnosis. He's bigger than the pain. He's a clearer of the confusion. Thank you, Jesus. Sometimes you just have to remind yourself. I know you're tired of clapping, but just for Jesus, one more time, all over the building. It's just for Jesus. It's, it's just for Jesus. It's just a reasonable service. It's just your reason. It's just your reasonable service. Hallelujah. We bless the Lord today. We are excited to be in the house of the Lord today. Amen. We bless God for each and every one of you that have come out to fellowship and worship with us. We do not take that lightly. We are so glad to see you see some faces from yesterday. Hallelujah. We bless God for all of our visitors. We don't really like to say visitors, extended family. Amen. We bless God to see your beautiful selves in here today. It is children's church, time for children's church. Amen. Amen. I love to watch them get up there, their zeal to learn about the Lord. Amen. All children are welcome. All children are welcome. They'll, they'll be fed and hallelujah. Yeah, they'll be fed. And 
Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. All these beautiful babies. Hallelujah. Let's give God a hand clap of praise for all these beautiful children. Just uh, hallelujah. Yeah. We bless his, we bless his holy name. Amen. Yes, Lord. Let's go ahead and get this out the way. Uh, there was a secret. Well, it wasn't a secret thing. It was, if you was on the men's call, you understood that we were coming out today. Uh, uh, he just going to flex on me like that. Ray, I don't know. He just flexed on me. So, you know, we, it was a day that we were supposed to come out and, you know, uh, see who was the flyest in the land. She said, throw it like you know it. Not, that's not the talk for her, honey. <laughs> I came in, I said, I'm going to do something basic because I know these guys, they're going to forget about it. But I said that I would, I would say who was uh, the winner if I got out done over here. I said, I'm coming in basic. I walk in and... Uh, you ain't no use of taking off now. You might as well put on there. Come on out here, sexy Dex. Here's the, here's the winner of... Yeah, yeah, he fly, ain't he? He fly. He, did, he took the bow tie off, too. He took the bow tie <laughs> I should have knew something was up. I ran into him at the store. And I said, what you got? His wife grabbed it back. Uh-uh, don't let him see that. No, this is, this is, this is a competition. He walked in my office. I just said, oh, I can't stand you. You... You did that, my man. Amen. We bless God for brother Kevin. Amen. Everybody can't pull that off. Everybody can't pull that off. Amen. Yeah, you. Yeah, right. If, you, if you're over 150 pounds, you can't wear that no way. Amen. 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 So we're gonna put into. We're instituting into our uh, body of work that we do here at the ministry. Fly first Sundays, amen. Because I got to get my, I got to get my revenge, amen. I mean, he came in wearing that, y'all, amen. We bless the Lord today. He is so good, and we are excited about everything. We bless God for all of you that came to the Easter egg hunt yesterday. Allowed your children to have fun. If you haven't got the picture that you took yesterday, you will be getting it through the email here, your email here soon. And after service, we don't want you to run out. You are being blessed again with your family to take pictures again. And all you have to do is leave your email that is free of charge. And we will email that digital copy to you. And you can go and copy it as many times as you want to. Amen. We bless God for uh, Sister Toria who makes that ministry available to us. Amen. Amen. Let's get into scripture. I know a lot of you got... If you're from the old school and you like it is in my crib, you got your oven on super low and it's still, the juices are still marinating. Amen. The book of Matthew chapter 28, verse number six. The book of Matthew chapter 28, verse number six. Promise I won't be before you long. Uh, and we're reading from, we're reading from the new living translation. Amen. It's customary here at the Unity Worship Center that we stand for the reading of God's word. And if you can't stand, then we understand, amen. Amen, hallelujah. 
The Bible reads from the New Living Translation, he isn't here. He is risen from the dead. Just as he said would happen. Come, see where his body was lying. Oh, Lord. Can we read that just one more time? They've come to, they've come to see him. They've come to figure out. They've come to, to, to visit. They've come to... And the angel says, he isn't here. Oh, Lord. He is risen from the dead just as he said he would. Just as he said would happen. Come see where his body was lying. If I could talk to you from a subtitle today, I'd like to arrest your intelligent attention to the title, Because He, because he Got Up. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. May God add a blessing to the hearers, the readers, but most of all, the doers of his holy and divine writ. Because, because he got up. Today has been etched out in history as the most important day of the Christian existence. Today, Resurrection Sunday, should be every believer's favorite day simply because he got up. The Bible makes it clear that Jesus was resurrected on the first day of the week, Sunday. And now I want you to understand that I'm going to say some things today that may not settle well with some of you, mainly because of a traditional mindset that many people choose to operate from. Not because it is correct, they don't operate from it because it's correct, but more so because it is what they it was what they were taught. And since it was what they were taught, it's how they operate. Mm -hmm. While it is appropriate for Jesus' resurrection to be celebrated on a Sunday, the day on which Jesus' resurrection is celebrated should not be referred to, it should not be referred to as Easter. Easter has nothing to do with Jesus' resurrection on Sunday. And I won't get into that whole theology here this morning, but I would, it would behoove some of you to go back in your personal and private time to really study the word Easter and, it, it, and once you studied the word Easter, if you're not going to give your children a whole education about Easter, you probably really wouldn't want them to take part in any part of this pagan holiday. As a result, many Christians feel strongly that the day on which we celebrate Jesus' resurrection should not be referred to as Easter Sunday. Rather, something like Resurrection Sunday would be far more appropriate and biblical. For the Christian, for the Christian, it is unthinkable that we would allow the silliness of Easter eggs and the Easter bunny to be the focus of the day instead of Jesus' resurrection. 
by all means, by all means, celebrate Christ's resurrection on Easter Sunday. On Resurrection Sunday, Christ's resurrection is something that you should be actually celebrating every day and not just once a year. At the same time, if you choose to celebrate and call it Easter Sunday, we should not allow the fun and games to distract our attention from what the day should truly be all about. The fact that Jesus was resurrected from the dead and that his resurrection demonstrates that we can indeed be promised an eternal home in heaven by receiving Jesus as our Savior. We should never lose thought of that. You, you, you know why I got so quiet right there? Because we lost thought of that. That, that that's, why, that's why now when you read, do you understand that even when you read scripture, you, people should be standing up and shouting? Why? Because it's the word. If, if you can celebrate somebody making a ball go into a rim and getting two points, which will do you absolutely no good for you, uh, but, but you can stand up and cheer that. When you hear the truth, when you hear saving grace, when you hear the word, you ought to always be ready to step to your feet, jump to your feet, and give God a praise. Amen. Remember the verses uh, in, in the book of Romans, chapter 10, verse number 9? And, and I'm going to read this from the uh, New Living Translation. And it says that if you are, the King James Version, it says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes and unto righteousness with the mouth, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. As, as I said earlier, we should celebrate every day and not just once a year. Because of his getting up one time, get this, we can get up time and time and time again. Lord, have mercy. Uh, let, let, me, let me say that again because it seems like you missed it. Because of his getting up one time, we, we, we can get up time and time and time again. Ah, oh, Lord, have mercy. Let, 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 me first, let me first start off by suggesting that if you've never went through anything, this, this is probably not going to be a sermon for you. If, if you've not ever been through hell, if you've not ever had to go through high water, if you've never had to deal with tribulation, this is probably not going to be the sermon for you. Also, if you have come to the point or a place in your walk with God that you just don't make any mistakes anymore, you understand what I'm saying to you? That, 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 you, operate, that you operate perfectly, that, 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 that you have nothing left to work on about you when it comes to you, then this probably, again, probably will not be a sermon for you to hear today. If you've already got it worked out, you, you, really, don't, you really don't need to be here. Amen. Oh, Lord, how mercy. In, in fact, uh, Resurrection Sunday uh, may not carry the same weight with you as it does with myself and some other people in the room who from time to time may struggle, Lord have mercy, may struggle with some things because you have figured out a way, you know, you figured out a way to walk 24-7 and so, and so in holiness. And so Jesus, Jesus doing what he does for us on an everyday basis may not be a big deal to you. I, I've been thinking about this. I've been thinking about this. Maybe that's it. Because we've been trying to figure out, we sit around the leadership of the church, you know, friends of the, and we sit around and we talk about what is it going to take for the believer to be the believer for real? What is it going to take for us to, to begin to understand what happened over 2,000 years ago and what happened over 2,000 years ago propelled us into a position of wanting to give him praise on a continual basis? 
Maybe some of us just have it so worked out that it ain't just, it just ain't a big deal. Maybe, maybe, maybe some of us just don't sin no more. So Jesus not sinning at all, but was tempted in every sin. That really don't impress you because you don't sin no more neither. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's why the churches aren't as full as they should be. Not just this church, but churches all over the world. Maybe that's the reason because we've got a whole lot of people and we've missed it. Maybe the joke's on us, Jack, and we missed it. Everybody else has got it together. So Jesus' experience on Calvary does not excite you. I myself, I myself have always been blown away with walks, with, with, with the walks of people who were in this world, in the natural, and were so in love with Jesus, so disciplined by the word, and so appreciative of the blood that sin didn't happen easy. You want to get to the point in your life where just sin don't come easy. You, you understand what I'm, anybody know what I'm talking about? Sin just don't come easy. You just, you just ain't going to catch me up in any of your thing because I'm so in love with God and I'm so appreciative of the blood that sin don't come easy here no more. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. I mean, if truth be told, the 21st century church does not take seriously sin nor Satan as serious as we should. Because if we did, we wouldn't always find ourselves in some of the situations that we find ourselves in. Is it anybody in the building today that's real enough and truthful enough to admit, I'm saved, but I be getting in stuff? Oh, Lord. I, I'm saved, but I know that, that just because I didn't caught don't mean I didn't get caught don't mean that I, I got away with it. I'm saved, but I can be a trip sometime. Any, any, is that anybody's testimony in the building? I, I, I understand what he done for me, but, but sometimes I act like I don't. You, you understand? Sometimes I act like I ain't got no spiritual training. Let me make my point that I'm trying to make even clearer. In, in the days of Smith Wigglesworth, Martin Luther, and John Calvin, E.M. Bounds, and these countless others, and countless others in the face of Satan and satanic opposition, they didn't just stand their ground as sinless as possible. They were able to get thousands of people saved in the process. I was thinking about this today, this morning, while working on this word, and it's, it's, it's a difference. It's a difference. It's a difference. Uh, I, I just go back to the 70s when I was a child, and I remember every church that my, my uncle was a Baptist preacher, and, and, I, and I, I rode with him just about everywhere he went. And, he, and everywhere we went, I met pastors after pastors after pastors, and, and these, these pastors back then, they were producing when I think about the buildings that we went and we went all over the world my, my uncle was a great preacher and so we went you know basically our church went all over the world we had an awesome choir they had an album out and all of that and so we traveled and traveled and traveled but one thing that I didn't see was big Hollywood cathedrals built in the under the guise of Jesus Lord have mercy I, I didn't see that I did, one thing that I didn't see is arrogance in, in, the pastoral, in the pastoral team. One thing that I didn't see was nastiness in the leadership because people, people were in the word every day and every night and they understood what it was to be a servant of God. Lord, have mercy. Uh, the, the pastors become more personable. You can kick it with him more than you used to could uh, uh, 20 years ago, but, but it ain't as many people being saved anymore either. Oh, Lord, let me, let me, let me just, we, we don't, oh God, we, we don't see great revivals anymore because we don't set, uh, uh, we don't see that type of commitment to Christ anymore. 
The, the reason why people ain't falling out. Can I just go ahead and be 100 about this? At the old church, we saw more breakthrough deliverance. You understand what I'm saying to you? At the old, when we only had two bathrooms and one didn't work, and people would jump out of service quick because they didn't want to be stuck in the line because it was a 20-person line just to get in the bathroom. But see, back then, we didn't think we was cute because we was trying to hold it, so we didn't use it. Y'all don't hear me up in here. But now we got 13 bathrooms in this piece. <laughs> Every bathroom got a mirror. Even the maintenance bathroom got a mirror. We got overhearing and we forgot Christianity because we got cute. And as a consequence of wanting to be seen, as a consequence of wanting to be popular instead of powerful, where we used to go seeing five, at least five people a day in the old church getting saved, at least five people a day in the old church getting delivered, demons being cast out and all of that. I don't think we've cast out three demons in this piece in the six years that we've been here. Something is wrong. But our builder's pretty. We got teenagers dying on every corner around that surrounds us, but the building is pretty. We don't see the revivals that we used to because there's not a commitment to Christ anymore. Because we don't see the heart of God in every man and woman of God as we used to. Ladies and gentlemen, I am ashamed to report what most of you already know. And that is that in 2021, God just isn't as important as he used to be. Can I say that again? In 2021... God isn't as important as he used to be. How many in here by the show of hands know I'm telling the truth? God isn't as important as he used to be. Today in the 21st century church, God isn't as important. See, God isn't as important as the praise team. And, and, and the, yeah, yeah. See, because a lot of people choose churches just on how, how good the choir can sing. When I ask them where you go to church, if they tell me where they go to church, and I'll be like, I'll be like, oh yeah, for real. So, so what's the theology over? I don't know, but the band be bumping. But when's the last time you was going through the fight of your life and sung your way out? When's the last time that you? When's the last time that you was going through the fight of your life and danced your way out? And, 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 and over the years, we've heard this, this popular but false doctrine. There's a, sometimes you just got to dance through it. Sometimes you just got to praise your way through it. No, no, no. Sometimes you just got to get in the word. Every time you've got to get in the word, find a word for your situation and watch and apply that word and watch that word deliver you. It's time out for being cute and having fun, but still broken on the inside. prophesied to a church over over 10 years ago while visiting you remember that you remember that we prophesied to a church over 10 years ago stop dancing this isn't a word for the dance this is a word for you to mourn if you don't get yourself together you're gonna lose your church and 10 years later the ministry is no more we're in a season now where God is taking his hands off things we're in a season now where God is saying I can no longer allow you to represent me I will no longer stand by while you play people. I will no longer stand by while you pimp when you should be pastoring. Today, I say it again, God isn't 
as important as he used to be. God isn't as important as the budget. And that's one of the reasons the standard of God isn't being kept in most churches anymore. Is because, is because in our greedy and prideful desires, we have drowned ourselves in debt by building incredible edifices in hopes that the potential members will pick us. We have a list of reasons that you should join, join this church. We, 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 become, we become like salesmen throwing our best pitch. We've got a great youth group. Our children's church is awesome. <laughs> the, the, the men's and women's group, you know, they meet up and go on trips together. But I got a question for the body of Christ today. Whatever happened to we preach Jesus here? Yeah. When, when did we preach Jesus here stop being enough? I, I want everyone in here today to hear me and hear me good. Jesus is still enough. Jesus is still the way. Jesus is still the way maker. Jesus is still the wheel in the middle of the wheel. Y'all don't hear me in here today. Can I just say it again? Jesus is still. He's still enough. Last time I'm going to say it. Today the most important is the most important day of Christianity because this is the day that he got up. And because he got up, you can, you can get up too. Whew. If you have never been down, you probably will never understand the importance of the power to be able to get up. We, we could ask the Apostle Paul how hard it was to not just get up, but to stay up. In, in fact, in the book of Romans chapter 7, uh, we'll find uh, the Apostle Paul, he's, he's in a dilemma. Romans chapter 7 verses uh, 14 through 24 in the New Living Translation. And I brought it to the New Living Translation because I want to make sure that everybody walks out of here understanding what we was talking about. And it says in 14 through 24, so the, so the trouble, and I want you to ask yourself while you're hearing this and reading this on the screens, do I go through that? Do I go through that? And, 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 if, you, and if you do, just, say, just, just write it down. I, I go through that. Because if, if you're being real with yourself and you say, sometimes I go through that, then you automatically understand that there's some things that you need to begin to work on. So it says in, in verse number 14, so, so the trouble is not with the law, for it is spiritual and good. The trouble is with me, for I am all too human, a slave to sin. All too human. How many of us got credit cards that's maxed out? How many of us got cards that, that we, we could be doing something else with that $45 a month on the minimum budget, on the minimum, uh, what do you call it, on the minimum thing that you pay on, you know, but we could be doing something else with that 45 a month, but you had to have them shoes. Yeah. Lord, have mercy. The trouble is with me, for I am, I am all too human, a slave to sin. I really don't understand myself. Oh, Lord. I really don't understand myself, for... I want to do what is right, but I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. But, but, but if I know that what I am doing is wrong, this shows that I agree that the law is good. So I am not the one doing wrong. It is the sin living in me that does it. That's a right moment. Ain't that? That's when and, and I know that nothing good lives in me. That is in my sinful nature, in my flesh. 
I want to do what is right, but I can't. I, I, I want to do what is good, but I don't. I, I, I don't want to do what is wrong, but I, but I do it anyway. Anybody ever been there? I, I, my mind is telling me no. Huh? That woke him up, didn't it? Let me write that down, Bishop. Let me write that. Uh, anybody ever been in that situation? My mind is telling me. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But my body. So some, some of you are dealing with the consequence, but my body. My body is telling me, yeah. yeah so, so, some, some, of you, some of you are dealing with the consequence. It's called child support. So some of you are dealing with that consequence. It's called raising the baby on your own. My body was telling me, yeah. <laughs> you too young to know that song, baby. No, it was. You too young to know that song. <laughs> but if I do not do what I want to do, I am really not the one doing wrong. It is the sin that is living in me that does it. I have discovered, look at this, verse number 21, I have discovered this principle of life that when I want to do what is wrong, I inevitably do, when I want to do what is right, I inevitably do what is wrong. I love God's law with all my heart, but there is another power within me that is at war with my mind. This power makes me a slave to the sin that is still within me. Oh, what a miserable person I am. Who will free me from this life that is dominated by sin and death? Was Paul talking to somebody in here today? I want, I want, to, do, I want to do what's right. Something's going on in my mind that I know the right things that I should do, but, but I'm constantly doing the wrong. Lord, have mercy. In this parcel of scripture, it seems like Paul is going through a thing, and whatever it is, and whatever it is that he's going through, he is it's weighing on him heavy. And, and it should because it's keeping him, it keeps him from, from getting up. It keeps him needing to get up. I've got a question for everyone in the building today. Have you ever needed to get up? Is it anybody in the building that can just be real with yourself if you don't be real with nobody else and say, There's been some times in my life that I've needed to get up. Actor, actor and two times double platinum award winning rap artist Earl Simmons, better known to the world as DMX, uh, was rushed to the hospital Friday night suffering uh, from a heart attack uh, that many say was caused by a drug overdose. And, and even before D was a favorite, a, a popular rapper and a famous actor, he struggled with drug addiction. And if you ever saw any of his interviews, whenever the topic of addiction was brought up, you could tell that he just simply had no answers. This is a man that, 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 that you know, would come fresh out of prison and do a Bible study on Instagram and get 30,000 people to watch, just watch him for 11 minutes. You, you understand what I'm saying to you? This is a man that is sitting back saying in some of his highest times, he did some of his deepest praying 
pain. And that's probably the only reason why he hadn't died as of yet. You understand what I'm saying to you? He's, in other words, what he's saying is, I love God. And if you know anything about DMX, you understand that he don't. He starts the record with a prayer. He ends the record with a prayer. You understand what I'm saying to you? And, he, and, and, and so, so God is in him. And, and I used to tell my family all the time, this guy's going to end up preaching. I can't wait till he, till he just comes, steps on over and brings, and brings, and brings the word of God. He's going to get so many people saved. You understand what I'm saying to you? And so he knew what it was that he was doing was wrong. And he hate what he was doing. He didn't want to do it anymore. It even tells us that he checked himself in a drug rehabilitation center just last month because he thought he was going to mess up. But that thing, that thing, that thing that wouldn't release itself from his back. And some of you know what I'm talking about. You've got a thing, a thing, a thing that does not want to let you go. You understand what I'm saying to you? And though you will to say no, something on the inside says yes. You ever said yes? Let me, let me back that thing up. You ever, you ever meant yes in the midst of the no? I don't even know how I got here. I didn't want to be here. I took strides to make sure that I didn't get caught up here again. And somehow I'm still saying yes. I'm about to lose my family. I'm about to lose my career. I'm about to lose everything that's dear to me because I'm trying to say no. And if it was just as easy to say I ain't going to do it, I would have did it that a long time ago. But this thing has got its hands on me. Perfect saints won't understand that. Judgmental saints won't understand that. But every now and again, you understand what I'm saying to you? I just need to get myself around some real people who say, I mess up too sometimes. I drop the ball too sometimes. And it don't make no never mind how minor or how major the drop of the ball is. Baby, the fact is, is that I drop it. But I love when the Bible says, a just man may fall seven times, but he gets back. It's my favorite part of the gym because I know that every now and then I'm going to fall on my face. I know every now and then something in me might rise up against me and become bigger than me. But I'm blessed by the word because it tells me that I got, I get to get up again. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. I heard some people discussing the situation with D yesterday, about DMX yesterday, and they said, he just needs to leave those drugs alone. And they said it like it was just that easy. Like he could just wake up one day and say, it's over. I ain't never gonna fool around with drugs again. I, I know I've been doing drugs for over half my life. Y'all forget about that, it's over, I'm done with it now. No more drugs for me, I'm done. And, 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 so, and so if you ain't never dealt with that demon, you ought to go ahead and give God a praise if you ain't never had to deal with that demon because that is a demon that I have seen take some of the strongest people. You understand what I'm saying to you, including myself. And watch this. I, it's the strongest demon that, that I've ever had to get up from. Uh-huh. Tupac says, you ever seen a crackhead? That's eternal fire. You, you, you ever get caught up in doing something that you don't want to do no more, but you got to do it because you made a choice one day too. I tell people all the time, especially young people, be careful about how you choose because you'll get connected to your choice. And then when you try to disconnect from the choice that you made because of all the consequences that you are suffering, you'll find that it's not as easy to get away from what you chose as you thought so. You thought he was cute. Satan was busy. You thought she was thick. Satan was plotting. Do you know how many graves that we have? 
on the strength that we was operating in our flesh other than our spirit? Do you know how many sitting in a penitentiary today because they were operating in the flesh rather than in the spirit? Do you know how many drug, do you know how many drug houses we've got? Do you know how many rehabilitation centers that we've got because folk want to operate in their flesh rather in the, you better stop playing because God, Satan is not playing at all. The apostle Paul said every time that I try to do the right thing, I see evil is present with me. I, I just, I just need to ask it any, one more time. Is there anybody in the building that just ever needed to get up? I know you fly right now. I know, I know you got it going on. But was there ever a time when you had to deal with something that was bigger than you? I, I see the house. I see, I see the house. I see, I see the cars. I, I understand the bank account. And I know that most people would love to have the life that you live now. But tell the truth and shame the devil. It wasn't always that sweet. It wasn't always that live. And, there, and there's some things that you struggled to get up from. People look at you now, and, and they don't see the scars because we had them. We had them real good. But if they ever saw the scars of what it was that we struggled to get away from. I got scars. I've got scars of the lifestyle that I lived. I got scars that came with them cars. I got scars that came with that money. I got scars that came with that party. And I got scars that came with that drinking and getting high. I've got scars that you might not ever see on the outside, but I promise you, they dwell on the inside. And every now and then, they dictate what I do next. Anybody ever been dictated? You, you ever been told what you're going to do by your scar next? Some of you can't love properly because you, you have yet to get rid of the scar. Some of you can't trust because the scar is so deep. You understand what I'm saying to you? Some of you will never love again. Some of you will never marry. Some of you will put it off your, off your, your bucket list. Some of you don't even have desires to be better anymore because you're just trying to protect the scar. And had it not been for the grace of God, you'd still be lost in your mess. But because God, our Father, gave Jesus, our brother, the ability to get up from death. And not only did he get up from death, he got up asking some questions. Oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, death, where is thy victory? I know that this isn't your regular Resurrection Sunday service uh, uh, a sermon, uh, but, 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 but you already knew that they crucified him. You, you, you knew that they cast lots for his clothes. You, you already know that. You've been coming to church long enough off and on for that. You, 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 know, you know about the crown of thorns that they planted on his head. But today, I want, you to, I, I want to stress to you that, 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 that if he had not gotten up, we'd have no hope. Have you, have you ever stopped to think about it like that? If he, hadn't, if he hadn't gotten up, thank you. If he hadn't gotten up, we'd have no hope. So, so hold on, hold on, wait, back that up. Explain that, Pastor. If he had not gotten up, you'd still be in what you was trying to get out of a year ago, two years ago, five years. If he hadn't got up, that dude would still be going up side your head. If he hadn't got up, you'd still be in somebody's crack house smoking the rent. If he had not got up, you'd still be a mess, a wretch undone. God, we thank you for Jesus is getting up. We tend, we tend to stay fixated on the facts that there were nails in his hands. 
But I began to think that you, you think that they were nails like that you put up in your house when you put a poster up or a picture up. Uh, uh, Gabe, let me show, let, show him the, the nails that was in his hands. I, I want to show you the nails that was in his hands. It's, it's crazy because they wasn't like normal nails. They were like railroad track nails right there. And I want you to imagine having those beat into your, understand this, he didn't have no Percocet, he didn't have no lower tab, he didn't have no Tylenol 3. You understand what I'm saying to you? He stood there like a G and he took it. You understand what I'm saying? The, the G that he was, the God that he was, he sat there and he took it and they nailed him to the cross. In his wrist with nails like this. That never catches your attention. That never seems to catch our attention. It seems like that's not enough to make us go, he loved me that much? No, no, no. That, 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 doesn't, that, doesn't, that doesn't catch our attention. And, and we like to talk about the crown of thorns that they smushed down on his head, uh, uh, which resulted in his bleeding, in the bleeding from his head. And when we think about the thorns, we think about those little, you know, we image those little thorns that you see in the bushes that, you, that prick you every now and again. But no, no, they were thorns of this size. And in actuality, they were actually a little bit thicker. And when they smushed him on his head, they didn't put the crown on his head like this. They smushed it down on his head. His body is unrecognizable because he has been beaten to a point that, that people didn't even know who he was. And they didn't just whoop him with a belt or a little whip. They, 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 they used something called floggers, which looked like this. And if you see, it was the best one I could find. I should have asked somebody to, uh, somebody to find a better one. But, but, but the, the hooks were actually like this long. And every time that they hit him, they pulled out like this. Now, I need you to understand the men, the men that were beating him was not me and Kenneth's size. It was not, it was not Kevin and, and Tyrone's size. Back then, they called them giants. And they were massively beating him. And every time, skin would come off of his body. And, and the, the amazing thing that had me, I was thinking about this morning, was every time, hit that, those, those metal things hitting bone fragments and just, and he's taking it for me and you. He's taking it for, for me and you. He, 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 he's taking it for the Christian that comes to church and sings and cries but still goes home and rolls the blunt and, and sips Henny. He, he took it for me and you. He, he takes it for the Christian that sets back, you know, and comes to church every now and then and then wants to criticize everything they see, but they only come to church, you know, once every month. Uh, but, but he took it for you. He took it knowing that people were going to play games. With this Christianity, he knew he, he did it knowing that people really did not care anything about him and would not care, but he did it anyway. See, the reality is, I'm almost done, I promise. The reality is that many of you have heard the story so many times, it's lost its edge. You know Jesus died for you. I know Jesus died for me. Let me say it to you again, and I want you, to, I want you to think about this. Jesus, and I want you to think about you, you, the real you, the you that don't nobody know about, the you that only who you married to know about, the you that we try to keep secret because wouldn't nobody like you. We, the you, you know, that you, you, you know. He died for you. Ooh, yeah. 
died for you. Every lick was for you. Spit in his face. He took it for you. Yanked at his beard. He, he went through it for you. But because we have said it year in and year out, you know, he died for you. It just don't got that power no more, do it? When's the last time you was ready to die for somebody? When, when, was you, when was you ready to, when was the last time, some of you said, I, I, I was going to really die for my kids. When's the last time you was going to die for somebody that you knew couldn't stand you? When's the last time you done that? <laughs> my grandson said me. <laughs> He's so smart, I'm going to have to ask him what he meant by that later on. <laughs> When, when, when is the last time, when's the last time that you, you'd spend some money on some folk that you know can't stand you? Let alone be okay with dying for them. See, see, and, and, and the reality that what he went through from you, that should have got you excited. It should have got a lot of you excited because the reality is he, 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 he did it so he could get up. He, he went down, watch that, so that he could get up. And the get up wasn't for him. He was already up. The up was for you. And that should have got some of you excited since there's a lot of you right now that's going through some things right now. And, and, and you don't need to focus on the story. You just need to focus on knowing that he got up. And on the strength that he got up from death, there is not an issue, a circumstance, or a situation, Lord have mercy, uh, that they can keep you down. You understand what I'm saying to you? I'm, I'm ready to go home. Y'all ready to go home? So I just want to go ahead and make this clear. Because he got up, you can get up from the addiction. Because he got up, you can get up from the divorce. Because he got up, you can get up from the depression. Because he got up, you can get up from the obesity. Because he got up, you can get up from the adultery because he got up you can get up from the pornography because he got up you can get up from the alcoholism because he got up you can get up from the prison sentence because he got up you can get up from the domestic violence whatever it is that's beating you down you can get up from it today whatever it is that has you ready to give up you can get up today all you need to know is that God's got it defeated I know it's had you for years I know it keeps you up at night I know you're ready to give up I know you've lost so much because of it I know don't nobody understand but because he got up he didn't just get up baby he got up with all power in his hands and I double dare somebody in here today to let your issue know I'm getting up I'm no longer staying down. I've been depressed for too long. I've been defeated for too long. I've been broke down for too long. And today is the day on the strength that he got up. I'm getting up with him. Today, we declare it is a new day. And despite the hell that's held you captive, despite the madness that's tried to cripple you, you're getting up today. 
We say this all the time and we play it like it's cliche, but you don't have to leave here the same way that you walked in. And the one I'm talking about is you don't have to leave here defeated in your spirit, broken in your mind, broken in your process. Don't even want to try no more. Just done gave up. Flat out threw in the towel. Don't even care how you look no more. Don't even care what you're going, what your kids see no more. The devil is a lie. Today is the day that we decide that we are getting up. Lord, have mercy. We're getting up because our children cannot stand for us to keep being beat down on the floor. We're getting up because I can't, I can't, I can't hear another story of a child raped and beaten to death. We're getting up because I don't ever want to see another father and son drug, uh, drug dealing tag team again. We're, we're getting up and we're moving these losers off the corner and getting them away from our babies. We're getting up and we're through letting the school system raise our children. We're going to raise our children for, I, I, you can do what you want to do, but as far as me and my house... getting up and we're going to serve we're going to serve the Lord he's had his way with you for so long because you've been knocked no lower than your knees you, you, you've been dealing with it for years right when you think you've got it knocked right, 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 right when you ain't seen it for a while boom it shows up out of nowhere which means it was just laying dormant it had never went anywhere Every time it seems like you put one foot forward to do the, the, the next right thing, it seems like you get knocked three steps behind. Folk that you're supposed to love you, that should be celebrating the fact that you were getting yourself together, they have turned out to be some of your greatest haters, but I want you to get up anyway. And I want you to understand that when you begin to get up, ain't nobody going to believe you. <laughs> and they, 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 might, they, they might celebrate you in your face, but they're going to they gonna laugh at you behind your back. I promise. Get up anyway. It's, it's going to be some people to tell you that, that, that I understand that you want to get yourself together. I understand that you're getting yourself right. But God, you, you, now you want to preach. Now, now, now you're saved. You want to preach. Preach anyway. You don't care what they say. Now, now you want to go serve in the church. Serve in the church anyway. I don't care what you've been through. Watch this. God died so that you could get up. God died so you stop being a victim to it. God died so it never, it have no more power over you. Is there anybody in the building today that says, I'm getting up? Lord, I'm I'm smiling on the outside, but I'm broken on the inside. I laugh on the phone, but as soon as I hang up, I'm in tears again. I, I pray with the preacher, but as soon as we disconnect hands, I'm, 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 I'm being ganged again. I'm being shoved in the corner. I'm being punked out by everything that's coming up against me. I'm, I'm getting up today. And I will never again, I will never again lay down. He got up. You're trying to figure out how do I stop my sinful ways. Let me tell you something. I, I, I'm going to write a book on that. And I'm going to tell you now so you don't even try to steal it because I knew it was going to be a while. So I copyrighted. I had the, the title copywritten. And it's called My Failure Qualifies Me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. My Failure Qualifies Me. And I want to tell you this right now. I want to tell you this right now. Some of you have been dominated by your hell for years. Some of you have, have allowed failures and, 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 and mishaps of 10 years ago to still dictate what you do, how you operate today. Don't leave this building that way. Pastor, what do we do? I, 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 I serve a mighty God. I don't got nothing for you, but I got an altar. I ain't got a hand to lay on you, but I got an altar. 
The old folk used to sing a song, just a little talk with Jesus, make everything all right. And do you know that that's still true today? That just a little talk with Jesus will make everything all right? I ain't telling you that it's going to be like a microwave time. You understand what I'm saying to you? Because some of what you're going through is not the enemy coming after you. Some of what you're going through is what you put yourself through. And you got to learn from that encounter as well. But I want you to know if you will trust God at that altar today, if you will take what it is that you're going, uh, uh, going through at that altar today, and I declare, and declare, I decree and declare right now in the name of Jesus, I don't care how long you've been going through it, if you'll get down, if you'll trust him enough to get down on that altar today and give it to the only one that ain't no use in you telling me what you did. Huh? I ain't got no power to help you with it. Huh? But there's an altar right there, and there's a God that dwells here, and all he's got to hear is I trust you with what it is I'm going through. And I promise you, I promise you, you can leave here today different. It's really true. It's really true. How's it work, Pastor? Come down here and say, this is what I had to do when I faced a 20 to life in one city, 10 flat in another. Just, just converted from Islam to Christianity. Hadn't seen my children in 17 months. Hadn't seen my children in 17 months. And I broke. And I converted from Islam. I converted from Islam to Christianity. And I didn't understand it all. I was, I was trying to get this faith thing down. I, was, I wasn't trying to, I didn't get saved to get out of prison. I got saved to get out of my head. I, I didn't get saved to get out of prison. I got saved because I was so tired of being broken. I was so tired of messing everything. Anybody ever get felt like that? I'm just so tired of messing everything up. I can't even look at the people that I, anybody ever get like that? I can't even look at the people I love for real because every time I see them, I see where I hurt them. Every time I see them, I see where I let them down. And my prayer was, I don't even know what I'm doing, Lord. This was my prayer in prison, in jail, waiting trial. I don't even know what I'm doing, Lord. But, 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 but Brother Brown told me, Brother Brown told me just to, just to give it to you. And I don't even know how to do that, but he said, he said, Brother Brown said, Stephen, have faith. Just, just when you go, when you, when you get down to pray, when you get up, just say, it ain't mine no more, it ain't mine no more, it ain't mine no more, it ain't mine no more. And every time that it jumps in your head, it ain't mine no more. Every time that it jumps, it ain't mine no more. You ain't got to speak in tongues. You ain't got to, you understand what I'm saying? You ain't got to burn incense. You ain't got to do all that. It just ain't mine no more. It ain't mine no more. It ain't mine no more. It ain't mine no more. I dare some of you just be, it ain't mine no more, it ain't mine no more. That, that thing that you could never overcome, it ain't mine no more, it ain't mine no more. That thing that gets the better of you, it, it, ain't, it ain't mine no more. Those secrets that, that you know you can't let nobody else know about, it ain't mine no more if you're tired, if you're tired today. I mean, if you are tired today and, 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 and you've trusted man, some of you told people some of your worst you and got burnt because of it. But we, we deal with a God that ain't going to tell nobody. You can come down to this altar and this God, he ain't going to tell nobody. And if you'll trust him and leave it with him, I promise you, he'll begin to work it out. He'll begin to work it out. He'll begin to work it out. How, how do I do it, Pastor? When people begin to bring it up, just say, it ain't my fight no more. It ain't my fight no more. 
But I know you were, no, no, it ain't my, because the Bible told me don't be worried about anything. But in everything, prayer and supplication, it, it, I, I ain't worried about it no more. When, 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 when you're reminded of what you used to do, that ain't me no more. That ain't me no more. The, the blood covered it, the blood covered it, the blood. You understand, sometimes, sometimes you just got to tell people the blood covered it, the blood, the blood covered it. I ain't on that no more. I, the blood covered it. You understand what I'm, because people will remind you of your worst you because they have yet to become the best them. I invite you, if you are struggling with something, if you are struggling with anything, I don't care how minor or hold no small. He said, cast all your cares. He didn't say, cast the care, all your cares on me except the ones that you can handle. He said, cast all your cares upon me because I care about you. And I love that verse because it's saying, he's saying, cast it all upon me because he wouldn't want it if he wasn't going to do something with it. Amen. Cast all your cares upon me because I care about you. In other words, give it to me. Let me work it out because I can work it out for you perfectly. Some of you have cried long enough. Some of you have cried long enough. Some of you have hurt deep down on the inside for far too long. And I promise you, this is a way out. He is the way maker. He is the blessed savior. You don't have to worry about tomorrow. You don't have to fear. You don't have to fear continuing to mess up. Trust him with your heart. The altar is open for anyone today that says, listen, I, I just need to, I need to leave some things with God. And I don't want it to be like it's been. I'm just going to leave it with God. I'm leaving it at the altar. I'm leaving it at the altar. I'm not walking out of this place the same way I walked in. Why in the world would I have gotten up so early in the morning, made my way over to a church? I don't even know 10 people to go there and leave with this same pain that I brought with me. You don't have to be a member of this church to hit the altar. We do kingdom over here. We're not trying to get you to stay because you, because you come to the altar. The altar is free. The altar is free. Hallelujah. The altar is free. The altar is free. The Lord says, come on, I have, I have what you need. God says, I didn't come for no reason. I came, I came with a way. I ain't got to ask you what we're going to do. I've already come with provision. Every situation that you're going through, nothing is going to blow my mind. Thus saith the Lord, I'm able, I'm able, I'm able. I'm able, I'm able, I'm able. He said, come on, tell me, you don't have to be ashamed. You don't have to be ashamed. Baby, I already saw it anyway. It is, it's not about that. I saw it anyway. But what I'm doing right now is I'm giving you the opportunity to trust me with your worst. You trusted your boyfriend with your worst. You trusted your friends with your worst. You trusted your girlfriends with your worst. You trusted, you trusted the people that you work with with your worst. Now, God is saying, trust me with your worst. Trust me, because I'm the only one that's got, I'm the only one that can get you out of it. I'm the only one that can get you through it. I'm the only one that can get you delivered. I'm the only one that can get you saved. Come on, trust me. Trust me with it. Trust me with it. I don't want to see you broken. I don't want to see you. He said, I, he said, the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Anybody ever been stolen by the enemy? Anybody ever been stolen? Felt like he was killing you so he could destroy you? But ain't you so glad for what Jesus said in John 10 and 10? But I... I come to give you life and life more abundantly. What you talking about, Pastor? It don't make no never mind what it is that you're going through. He says, if you'll come to me and trust me, I will get you through it. And you will not, you will not look like what you've been through. Hallelujah. Is there anybody that can testify to that? You've been through some things. But oh Lord, you don't look like what you've been through. You don't look like what you've been through. We bless the Lord. If there's anybody in the building today that desires to give their life to Jesus, desires to get saved today, we offer you the invitation to come forward. We offer you that invitation. It is the greatest invitation that you will ever, ever be given. It is a greater, it's a greater invitation than an invitation to the White House. 
There's far more greater invitations to one of these basketball games. I want to invite you. I want to invite you to the biggest team in the city, to the baddest team in the city. And it don't mean just because you get saved that all your hell going to go away. It just means that you begin to look at your hell differently. You, you begin to look at your hell with the power that God has on the inside of you. And all of a sudden you begin to see that it's not, it's not that big as we thought. It isn't as overwhelming as it felt. If there's anybody in the building today that desires to give themselves to Jesus, we offer you the invitation to come down. If there's anybody in the building today that says, listen, I just want to rededicate my life. I, it's been a trip. I've been a trip. I'm not where I should be in him, and I need to get that thing together. And I know that it's my fault because God is perfect. Amen. And so today is a day that I'd just like to give my life. I'd like to rededicate my life to Jesus. We offer you the invitation to come on down. Hallelujah. Rededication is my favorite part of the jam. It means that I get another chance. I get another chance. I get another chance to get this thing right. If there's anybody in the building today that says, listen, I just want to rededicate my life, we offer you the invitation to come on down. Hallelujah. 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 If there's anybody in the building today, and listen, listen, if, <laughs> that desires prayer, I want you to bypass me. Pastor, why you been doing that for the last couple of weeks? Because I want you to understand that I don't have what you need, but I know a guy. I ain't got what you need, but I know a guy. I know a guy, and he resides at the altar. If there's anybody in the building today that needs prayer, the altar is open. The altar is open. And I want you to understand he hears your cry. He hears your cry. He hears your cry. He hears your cry. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 